You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's reaction episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris. This is where I have to say things about the game, and I expect you to join me in this conversation. So let's just rip this Band-Aid off. It was the blackest of Black Fridays. Only a 50-point margin, second worst loss in the history of the series, as it was the series swan song. Red Raiders, Longhorns now depart as conference colleagues. few things to dive into, however. I know this feels like a game where you burn the tape and you move on and you try to respond. We'll get to what that response might be like coming up in just a moment. But, you know, as you're down there on the sideline, obviously calling the game there on the uh, radio broadcast, I'm I'm curious what kind of vibe you're picking up because as I'm watching through television, you know, there are various points as a fan that I'm thinking, I, I don't know if our guys showed up. Did they get off the bus? Was it a complete no-show? And then there are other points where I think, okay, I kind of see some guys fighting. Uh, I think on the defensive side of the football, I, I see Taj Brooks doing his Taj Brooks thing. So were you just totally outgunned? Where do we begin the conversation and what were you seeing and feeling from your perspective there on the sideline Friday at DKR? Yeah, that, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was not, not my favorite. Um, it, it, yeah, it was, uh, pretty much a miserable experience. Uh, I am, uh, I'm looking forward to never going to Austin again, actually. Um, <laughs> you've given up, uh, let me think about that. In the last two trips there, you've given up, let me make sure I'm doing the math here correctly, 127 points in your last two trips. Yeah, and you've scored. How many overtime periods? You've scored 42, so you've been outscored <laughs> 127 to 42 in your last two trips there. I, yeah, I, I've seen this movie way too many times, uh, especially there. Um I think what is uh, what is fascinating is that this is my take, my opinion. If you don't agree with it, fine. This is what I see. This is what I feel. These are all the things. Texas always takes you very seriously. Uh, they may not act like you're a rival. They may not. I'm talking about the team. Yeah. Um, I don't really care what fans think or or whatever on 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 either side of of this, but they always like they do take you very seriously. It's an in-state deal. Um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I, Iowa state or the West Virginia's or the Oklahoma States, I think they get a benefit of a potential. Yeah. I don't take you as seriously vibe. Whereas I don't think Texas tech ever, ever gets that uh, benefit. Uh, and so they, and, and in this particular case, I think they were waiting on you. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah. uh, they were, um, one, they're, they're, healthy other than their, their running back. They were healthy. Uh, everybody that was questionable for them played, played nearly the whole game. Um, obviously the commissioner was there. That was clearly a, very much a storyline. Apparently that was played on loop uh, in their locker room uh, all, all week uh, leading up to this game. 
I could see by the body language across and kind of the the pointing and the the gesturing and all that and warm ups. I was like, oh yeah, you like. I mean, I was thinking that this Red Raider team better be ready for the the initial onslaught here. And this is what's happened with Texas. The one knock on Texas was that they couldn't put anybody away. And they even in so many ways had a hard time putting you away before you just kind of, before just the, the avalanche just, uh, and then the dam broke. Um, because I mean, you held them to plenty of field goal attempts, just kind of hanging in there and hanging in there. Don't know if I would have gone for it on fourth down right before the half because you kind of gifted them another three by not converting it. But you're trying to win. So I, I certainly see being aggressive and you, you we want to get something right before halftime, but you don't get it. You gift them another three, and that takes it from a two-score game at that point to a three-score game. <clears throat> um, but but no, they, they were they, – they were – and it's pretty clear they put their best game together all year, uh, really. Um this is they that was the knock. They couldn't put teams away, couldn't put Kansas State away, couldn't put uh, Wyoming away until the fourth quarter ish, uh, couldn't put TCU away, couldn't put Houston away. And they hung on in all those games and won, but it wasn't super impressive. They didn't cover uh, the spread, I think, in most of those. Maybe they did in Wyoming, but that was a late cover. But the other three, I think they they didn't, according to the folks in Vegas. So, but of course they play their, their best game or most complete game against you. Uh, but I, I think part of it is they were, they were waiting on you. They had a chance to punch their ticket to Arlington and, and you just couldn't. And, and then to, to add, add into all that, into this, this nasty bowl of soup that we're making right here. Um, <laughs> no Jalen Hutchings, no Miles Price, no Jacob Rodriguez. I mean, you hadn't uh, you hadn't lost since Jacob Rodriguez came back into the fold. I mean, let's think about that for a minute. Um, and, and then, no, Tyler Owens ended up not playing in this game. Uh, and then, and then I could give you a list of about seven or eight guys. Uh, thankfully, Cam Watts is going to be okay. That was a very scary moment. But um, Jordan Sanford, due to Banks, left to go to the locker room, came back, didn't play. Uh, I mean, th- th- there was a long list of uh, of, of folks that just kind of you- you're just like, dude, our guys are dropping like flies. I-, I had I heard one of the medical guys go, we had had a game like this since West Virginia, and we all know what <laughs> happened in the West Virginia game and how many guys got hurt that day, and you were already depleted, you know. And so, and and then they're really good. They were very motivated. Boom goes the dynamite, and uh, no more trips to the ATX for this guy. <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't think though. I, I don't know. What do you think about the the effort quotient? Was was Tech like hitting the mouth and never responded, or were they just totally outgunned by a roster that doesn't compare in any way to what we have here in Lubbock? Really, I don't want to. You know. That's as. By the way, that that stadium was as packed as I've ever seen it. Um, I, I've I've been there with some sellouts before, but they've since expanded, and then since the expansions, I mean, I, I've. I've not seen a crowd, you know, that, you know, present and and, and full and 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 loud and all those things. So I think that that was part of it too. And so when you get hit in the mouth a little bit, I think that it, it can be overwhelming uh, in a, in an environment like that. And you did not handle it well. I, I do think though you competed for a bit, but and, and you really never. I don't want to say because you, you you tried. But you're, you're, some of the aspects that I thought that shocked me in this game 
your special teams had been a reason why you had won three in a row. Your special teams had been a huge part of, of what, you know, had gotten you to bowl eligibility and been a bright spot really on the season and your special teams, you know, just was a, it was a significant like loss across the board. Austin did not have his best game. Reese Burkhart couldn't get it in the end zone when he'd just been a touchback machine. You know, they come out of the locker room and return one for a touchdown. Uh, You get the punt blocked. It just, I I think a, a, a tackle, uh, on the edge was supposed to block one way and he blocked the other. And it's like, you just, I mean, there's like three guys just swallowed that one up. So that was just kind of a meltdown. Um, I, th- I thought defensively, I thought you did a good job. Like one of Texas's biggest issues is going to be if they can't, you know, win a conference championship or if they can't get in the playoff or whatever, it's going to be because they're not very good in the red zone on offense. They're one of the worst teams in the country at converting, scores when they get in the red zone and you you capitalized on that and hung in there a bit so I I credit your defense for holding them to a lot of field goal attempts now there's a couple of long runs and this and that uh going that uh, it's not all just roses uh and then offensively you just had no answer um I thought Taj ran hard I thought you tried I think Barron tried to do as good as he can I've seen a lot of criticism uh toward toward Barron and obviously uh, I, I, I know there's there's been criticism for for Coach Kitley when things don't go well, but uh, I think they sat on they sat on routes and they kind of loaded the box and every yard that you gained in the run game it was just Taj not wanting to go down, which is what we've seen. But you, you had you had a, a big problem in in getting people open or two blocking long enough to get them open, and neither existed. Yeah, I I don't remember often seeing uh, the UT defensive front going backwards. I remember often seeing the Texas Tech offensive front going backwards. Got to credit all day that UT defensive interior, the defensive front was just insane what they were doing to our offensive line. And uh, we'll see those guys, I'm sure, playing on Sundays in the future. And I, you know, as I, I sit there and think about it, Chris, I don't know. I mean, we saw a week ago, I think the opening line was 13 and a half or something like that for UT. And my initial thought then was, man, can we cover that? So it was kind of a conversation where I no, think, <laughs> can't. Yeah. no, uh, as a realistic fan, I thought, okay, I don't even know if I'm really considering like going down there and shocking the world necessarily. I'm just a fan guys in the locker room have to think differently, obviously, but as a fan, I'm not really thinking about, Hey, we're going to go shock the world or things like that. But I'm wondering how are you going to compete against a team that is far more talented than you far deeper than you. And obviously has a lot more to play for as far as, aspirations beyond the regular season and that's where I think some fans are gonna you have to decide for yourself some fans will have to figure out do I feel like this team was a no-show did they compete were they just simply beaten by a much much better team because taking a loss there's no great shame in that but if you're not even getting off the bus there's plenty of shame in that so I still don't really know how I feel about that but I think we saw it some various times guys really fighting their butts off but I don't care what you have to say about a quarterback, an offensive coordinator, wide receivers, new recruits at skill positions, whatever. If you get beat like a rented mule along the offensive line, you will go nowhere. And you may be able to be a bowl-eligible program still with that kind of performance up front or that kind of capability up front. And being a consistently bowl-eligible program is the step that this program needs to take and get back into the realm of. So I'm certainly not acting like that's beneath us. 
But if you have some aspirations of competing for hardware, look, here's some expert analysis after 100 plus years of football. Uh, trench work makes the dream work. And man, UT had it in spades, particularly again on that defensive side of things. So that was one thing that was just so apparent to me very early on. The line of scrimmage was going the wrong way for Texas Tech almost every snap. And it was a miracle somehow that Taj Brooks winds up with five yards per carry, <laughs> 95 yards on 19 attempts. Because uh, again, I, I just couldn't have been any more impressed and jealous, green with envy with what UT was throwing out there up front defensively. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you won't because it's always a breeze. Using the Game Time app where you're going to find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guarantee. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins, which means Game Time is the place to find last-minute seats for any event. The fastest, easiest way to buy tickets, and not just fast, but it's also secure and simple to use when you download the Game Time app. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading the Game Time app, creating an account, and then use our code Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. That's Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E. Locked On College for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use our promo code Locked On College. For $20 off, download the Game Time app today for last minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Again, I, I just couldn't have been any more impressed and jealous, green with envy, with what UT was throwing out there up front defensively. Yeah, and and this and you showed them some different uh, blocking schemes, some different looks to try to create some some runs uh, that you hadn't previously shown, just because of not trying to just run it at those two monsters. And then yeah. anytime you brought two tight ends in the game, they would bring in their third D tackle, who's one of the best in the Big Twelve as well, and he's a he's a, a guy that'll be a starter uh, for Texas next year. You would think if those other two guys uh, move on to the NFL as expected, uh, but. You know, and, and and keep in mind, you've got you've got Rusty Stats, uh, who's got a an elbow issue that's going to require a medical procedure after the season. You've got Jacoby Jackson, who's got a shoulder issue and I think a back issue. Uh, that you, you know, and then so, but but this is the best you have, and so boy, it, it just you you just felt, and it just kind of blew up on you. I mean, yeah. I. The, the offensive line, to your point, is going to be the biggest – that and, like, the tight end, which is kind of in some ways the same but different, that, that, that'll be the biggest thing to watch in the portal as it relates to immediate, you, you know, success next year. And if you can get it fixed or get it help, quality help, and, and you hit with, with, with some portal additions – you 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 like your chances in making a move next year. If you can't, we're going to be talking about the same things, uh, unfortunately, um, because you can't. I, I don't know if you're ready to turn it over to a lot of those like guys that redshirted this year. 
you know, and that's and, and that's the problem. And I think you'll see some offensive linemen that are kind of in that in-between uh, potentially look to, to depart the program and try to look to play elsewhere yeah, uh, and all that. Um, and, and we'll talk a lot about a guy like Dalton Merriman who transferred here from, from Blinn junior college and had to sit out uh, this past season. Uh, and, and a guy like Caleb Rodkey who could potentially, you know, put play uh, next year, but that, that I think you're, you're, you're nailing it because it's just, it's been any credit to them, and and Taj and and Hamby and Kitley and and all that for you know cranking out, I mean because Taj was, I think what was it? It was either six of eight or seven of nine on a hundred yard games to finish up the season. And the two that he didn't, he like with versus Texas, he was ninety five, and versus whatever other one that he didn't hit the hundred yard mark, I think he was at ninety eight. So. I mean, he he has been the model of consistency, and yeah. um, you know, I just and 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 poor Baron, man. I mean, he speaking of somebody that that needs. Uh, I hope if you're being harsh on him or grading him or or because I've heard a lot of and seen a lot of criticism. I hope you grade on you know with a curve, uh, because I, it's not going to surprise me if he needs, uh, you, you know, to go see the doctor after the season's over. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but he has not ever said anything, complained about it, just. Uh, I just simply floated the question to him, uh, you know, what was it, a week or so ago? I mean, what percentage are you at? And he kind of offered that. Or how are you doing? Yeah. And he, like, he offered up, you know, so that – that, but it's hard to win that way when I win some key spots right there. But, yeah, up front, man, I think it was just – and that's why this Texas team is different than so many of their teams previously because they are so good up front, especially on the defensive side. And, I mean, th- those two D linemen and then the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year is right behind them. So Jalen Ford, <laughs> he, he takes advantage of all the all the things that uh, that those guys you know clean up, and he's able to go make a ton of plays because he's got this this uh, huge wall in front of him that's just enormous. Yeah, I, I know that uh, fifty seven is eye popping, and you might think like offensively, wow, UT blowing you away, or even in the special teams game, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. I was blown away by that defense. It, that was really amazing, and I know that Texas Tech's offense has not been like some you know explosive or point producing offense this year, but I, I was just blown away by what they and you were you warned us last week. <laughs> you talked about these guys up front for UT, and uh, that's exactly what they were as advertised, but. You know, Chris, I know that now, as you have done what you did here late in the season to earn a bowl trip, you still got a chance to finish the year on a positive note, also as a winning record, which I think is very, very important to go out and win this bowl game, whatever it turns out to be. I don't know how you get over this sting, because it was a big sting, even for someone that's just thinking, man, can we cover instead of like dreaming of a win? Still was a big, big sting, because it wasn't just a loss, it was a 50-point loss. Finally got the 50-burger, and it was the worst one I've ever had. I don't know what the message has got to be but you have to find a way to respond. So where do you think that conversation does actually kind of begin in the building? Is it where they just, as we're having this conversation on Sunday, have they already turned the page? How do you manage that if you're Joey McGuire? Because you got a chance to finish the right way, but boy, you have got to get over some extreme disappointment to do that. Yeah, you, well, you 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 spend your emotional equity on, on rooting for Oklahoma State uh, this upcoming weekend on uh, trying to heal up and get a mental break uh, fr- from it for a bit after the grind that you've been through. And, and I, I but I think as a, yeah, you, you do flush it. And then we're about to get into this weird coaching craziness and portal craziness. And you're going to have to kind of see, okay, what kind of roster are we taking into this bowl game? 
you know, first Very of true. all, what bowl game are we going to get? Uh, and, and, and who's the opponent? And then what, what, who's, who's even going to play in this bad boy? You know, is Taj Brooks going to play in it? Is Jalen Hutchings going to play in it? Uh, because I mean, in, in some ways I, I totally get if those guys say, man, this isn't best for me to go play in a, uh, a, a game in Shreveport or in Fort Worth against, a, a service Academy or a, an eighth place team in the PAC 12. However, for your program, yes. It makes a ton of sense because now all these young bucks that that are all like now Jacob Rodriguez is good to go uh, and Marcus Ramon Edwards and Dylan Spencer and Colby Vaslin of uh, Olson, excuse me, and uh, TJ West and DJ Crest. And if you if you want to, you know, Cameron Valdez, if you want to really kind of unleash a lot of the youth in here, that's what this next uh, two to four weeks, depending on when you play really is about and plus any senior that that wants to suit up and roll absolutely uh but i could just see where there'd be some that may not uh that may not go i, I just don't know what to expect i guess is what i'm saying this sure. is kind of the crazy uh part of of college football when you get to this point so um that and that's why they've said anybody redshirting or anybody like that is is eligible to play in the postseason because guys transfer i mean guys i mean last year you know, no Donovan Williams, no Reggie Pearson, no Philip Liddy, no Kobe Miner. I mean, you had, you had a handful of guys that would have played quite a bit that, that did not participate uh, when you beat Ole Miss. And so what's that look like? But, yeah, you got to flush that bad taste out of your mouth. You're never going to have to play in that stadium again. Uh, they don't want you in that stadium again. I heard it from a lot of uh, folks, that, a lot of uh, making fun of Lubbock and – you no, know, you have to. You have to go live in Lubbock. I'm like, I thankfully I do. <laughs> and I do want to thank all of the uh, UT Rhodes scholars who showed up in the YouTube comments to discuss academics following the game, which was a nice, surprising turn of events. I just can't imagine that we yeah. got into some academic conversation. But thanks to all the Rhodes scholars for stroking the algorithm, and congratulations <laughs> on the win. Yeah, we got I'm a here, busy. I'm here for the sports, man. We got a busy week coming up. Also, some uh, moral authorities that showed up. You know, when you win by 50, you become the authority on all, not just sports, Chris. You show up to them to discuss, like, character, principles, class, academics, traffic. I don't know. Everything, I guess, is up for uh, discussion when you win by 50. So thanks for visiting with us in the YouTube comments. No beef with that. We got a busy week coming up, so hang with us on Locked On Texas Tech because we do have bowl game considerations. We do have portal considerations just around the corner. We've got a coaching carousel going on already engaged that could affect Texas Tech or others in the Big 12 Conference. One coach already gone. See you later, Dana. Uh, and we also, Chris, I guess at some point in time, we'll discuss battling in Atlantis as Grant McCaslin and the Red Raider men's basketball team showed up over the weekend and gave us a little bit to smile about. So we got that coming at you. On the other side and throughout the week, hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. Forget Black Friday. It's always been a nightmarish day for many reasons. This time football was a part of it. But Chris, I always enjoy the conversation with you, my man. Glad you made it back to the 806, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Appreciated it. Uh, hard to recap that one, but uh, we did our best. It was the suck, uh, as, uh, <laughs> as they say. And uh, But you, you salute, you move on, and uh, better times ahead, man. Uh, but yeah, we'll be here all week. Uh, keep hope alive, everybody. That's all we had uh, the other day. It was just a little bit of hope, you know, a little bit of hope. Uh, I refuse to to dim that that hope light, man. I just won't. I won't put yeah. it out.
I think that candle's still burning. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, follow Chris's lead. For Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us again. We hope to see you back here for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. 